Hey, Melissa. Hey, what's up, Clay? Not much. Um, and hello, everybody. This is uh, Turtle Reads Podcast. I'm Clay. I'm Melissa. And uh, we're going to be talking about Carpe Jugulum today. Seize the throat. Indeed. Well, seize the jugular. Yeah. I, um, it, that, it was a really interesting one. Uh, a lot of vampire shit that, you know. You, uh, What'd you think? Was it your first time, or had you read that one? I haven't read this one yet. No, it was. It, I liked. I liked the how it kind of started off with Granny Weatherwax like freaking out and shit. Like it, it. It really. This one goes in depth. You were asking the last one about like, oh, I think she's going bad. Like she's turning evil and this that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. And it goes deep into like that her keeping herself from becoming evil. Yes. You know. Yeah. So. And I also appreciate how once again he demonstrated that true evil is not a creature of darkness draining you of your life force and damning your soul to hell, but rather bureaucracy. Again, <laughs> do you understand? It's it's that is the real evil. At the end, everybody was cool with the vampires. They're pretty slick. They look not cool, goth, whatever, right? And they keep to themselves. They even let people kill them for fun. What a wonderful apex predator yeah. to live in close proximity to. Yeah. But bureaucrats, there's no place for them <laughs> on this earth. Okay? The sooner we get rid of them, the better. That's just my, that's my two cents. <laughs> Terry Pratchett and me, we got a lot of parallel thinking going on over here. Yeah. That's right. That's fucking right. Um, but yeah, how are you doing before we get into this? How, how are you? Uh, how am I doing? Yeah. Uh, I'm doing okay. I had my uh, my one meal of the day. One meal. As usual. Did it was steak or? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's always, well, it was, we just reheated a bunch of stuff and uh, it was just a combination of ribs and um, stick steak and shit and just threw it all together, ate it with some eggs. Yeah, I did. I did pretty good on eating today. I did a, a meatball marinara wrap, and then a salad and some edamame. Edamame, mm-hmm. very nice. That's supposed to be good for something. I don't know what. I don't know either, but it's like yeah, yeah. it's 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 a green thing. At the very least, it works out your index and thumb when you <laughs> squeeze it out of the thing. Yeah. So that's pretty dope. Yeah. You get You get some fucking finger action. Yeah, it helps my familial tremors. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Out. <laughs> good edamame eating. Good for tremors, people. Okay, children. <laughs> All right. Well, what did uh, how what else other than that? So, a uh, meatball wrap. That's pretty great. Yeah, salad. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of decent fiber. I'm trying to help with my start doing better about my butthole health. Your butthole health? Yeah, we we've Fuck talked yeah. about that a good a good bit of times, and I'm I'm really bad on it. We've so. talked about our butts so much, so much that I am starting to think that that may have been subconsciously what we were connected with about the whole time was our assholes. Yeah, and this is wonderful because I I believe strongly in t- bowel health. <laughs> Talking about bowel health, <laughs> uh, really getting into the details, the cr- the kernel, if you will, of uh, bowel health. <laughs> And so the corn kernels of bowel health. So I think it's great, and I think it's good that you're doing that. And fuck yeah! But what, what kind of fiber are you eating? Uh, edamame salads. Um, really, right now, just salads. I got because I got into a Thousand Island dressing. It's basically like crawfish dip. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I meal prepped a bunch of salad with mm-hmm. Thousand Island dressing and a little bit of feta cheese on it. Cool. Yeah. Are they good? Sounds good. It's delicious. Sounds delish. All right. Well. Yeah, the best the best fiber. Um, 
is the one that makes you hate yourself when you eat it, uh, like kale. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not about to eat stuff that I don't like, though. Uh, that's why I'm like, okay, I found a dressing I like. I'm gonna <laughs> smother it in the dressing. Yeah, if you had to eat what I eat every day, you would not do it. I know. That's why I don't do it. I, I know. I know. There's there's way healthier stuff for me out there, and I'm like, it's gonna taste nasty, or I'm gonna have to dr- I'm gonna have to drench it in something to make oh. it taste good. Well, doing anything is good. Yeah. And and generally. Um, oiled fat stuff makes everything taste better yeah anything fatty fat 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 is delicious and good and uh i believe strongly in that uh <laughs> yeah just from personal experience because um i didn't want to do this when we try when me and gene tried this uh diet of of mainly meat he wanted to do carnivore all the way but i was like hello bow health right <laughs> so i started chopping up kale and shit and then chia seeds chia seeds is good you can make a pudding Okay. And that's creamy. Put some milk or cream in it. Uh, anyway, yeah. So. Sweet. Uh, anything that you're doing is good. <laughs> um. Health. Yeah. Oh, how was the the how was the video with the Gulag Archipelago? Is that back like unflagged or whatever? Yeah, yeah, it's fine now. It's but they still uh, algorithmically pushed it down. I could tell because um, I I can tell not because. I've, I've watched people be delusional about how many views they think they should get. Mm-hmm. And when you go to the video, I don't know, you've probably done this, where you where you just kind of, you go out on a limb for a friend, you go check their video out, you give them, yeah. a, you give them a, like, uh, a view. And usually a person who thinks they should get more views but shouldn't, uh, you'll look at the video quality, it sucks. You'll look at the uh, comments, there's none. And then a couple of likes, and you're, you're, you always go, okay, well, this person yeah. should try again, maybe whatever but my video video quality is fine it is janky but it's comedy so if you make comedy too good too smooth it starts getting that weird snl look and it's not funny it just looks real so you're just watching it like okay but uh the way that i know that it probably should be getting more views is because anytime somebody watches it i get a long comment of people wow so the What's either happening is it's a real niche that would like it and the people that do really like it and nobody else does or people would like it if more people could see it. So one, either one of those is good for me. Yeah, but it, it seems like the you know, your other videos on that, Melissa Explains the Classics, right. they, get way, they have way more views right. overall. So it's like it's not consistent with what you, you've done already mm-hmm. you know so it's like yeah you're pro- they're probably pushing that shit down it's not surprising if you look at the video i say i say anal rape i say rape i say uh <laughs> i say all kinds of shit right and it's it's there i didn't bleep it i i said fuck it um you watch it just watch it you're an adult yeah. right i'm not catering to children i so i press the not for kids button every time it's like this is not for kids yeah adults i don't need to hold your hand yeah you know what this is so watch it and it's about the gulags. Yeah, it's the not prison. Yeah. So. Yeah, whatever. Like I said, either possibility is good with me. If people small group likes it, really likes it, or if maybe more people could see it or would like it if they could see it, that's fine. Well, I, 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 that sucks that that shit's happening. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, you know it's growing. You know what, what happened though? Uh, some guy watched this video and emailed me. Um, he he kept saying his English was not good. It's one of those emails where it's the I think he was Italian or something. Yeah. And um, I didn't know what the hell he wanted. 
he kept trying to explain it and every email I sent I was like do you want to meet virtually with me or do you want me to make something for you what is happening and he goes oh this is what I want my English not so good okay but it's fantastic good time my haters okay I need you make video for my haters that was the whole thing. it's like because they think I, I kidnapped these girls like they're haters you know and they like, must put in my blog a rebuttal you know like okay <laughs> and he goes here are examples and then he proceeds to send me links to uh, videos of girls who are clearly sex trafficked and uh, they're sitting there and he's interviewing them off camera in this really creepy way. And he's like, tell the audience that you did this consensually. And, they sh- and then the girls just, and it's just insane. So so you sent this to the FBI. That's what I was telling Gene. I was like, <laughs> I, I need to forward this clearly, right? So first of all, I got to forward this. Uh, and then secondly, I got to be like, dude, fuck off, right? Yeah. So I haven't done that yet because... Um, I, I hate confrontation, so I need to build up. And it was only yesterday that he emailed me back. So I got some time to, to build up a, 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 a strongly worded, uh, no thank you, email. And then I go <laughs> to the FBI <laughs> or something. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, that's wild. I don't uh, even know how to contact them about that. I gotta Google it. I, I just send an email and be like, hey, this dude's doing this thing. I think you should look into yeah. it. This is concerning. <laughs> <laughs> you want to check this out? They're all from South America. They're all speaking Spanish. And then he flies them out to Venice or some shit. And then he's just sitting, and they're sitting there going, oh, uh, he, ju- he was a tickling. That's all. And uh, I did not know that tickling could hurt. So it was surprising. <laughs> and it's just like, Fuck. what is happening here? Wow. So creepy shit but that's the that's the problem with um that the the kind of humor that i'm doing with these videos basically is that two things happen um one um people just assume that what you're doing is uh justifying bad behavior they they don't listen to what you're saying so they just immediately gloss over it and just go this person's uh validating bad behavior whatever right secondly and these are the creepier people and some of them are comedians are the people that think that comedy gives you a power, like a superpower. That, yeah. shit, that is the creepiest kind of person I ever meet, is the person who thinks that they can get inside people's heads and change them with yeah. comedy. I hate those people. And it's a lot of people in government who think that, a lot of uh, uh, the faculty members in, in institutions that think that, that uh, and a lot of human resources departments, which is why <laughs> I fucking hate HR ladies. They're the fucking worst. And I'll say this every episode. They, they are the worst, uh, they, they are the, the biggest existential threat to humanity right now, okay? Maybe back then it was something different, right? But the HR lady is the devil right now. Not because she's just inherently evil, even though she, she potentially is, right? Because the HR lady, let me tell you the profile of the HR lady, because I've seen a couple of my friends become them, okay? This is a dark person, okay? With a dark internal existence, like existentially just... blackness inside right who who (laughs) has tried this is a person who peaked in college first of all right you know how people peak in high school they're usually frat guys right yeah yeah, Uh, football football guys right Mm -hmm. but the people that peak in college are the women that become hr ladies right and they're in college and you see these bitches right and they're always like type a personality i got all my powerpoint presentations ready i did all the things i'm organized right which organized just means i put things in squares right boxes excel spreadsheets right and they're like i am so good at putting things in squares when i get out of here i'm gonna fucking blow up i'm gonna be successful and then they get out and they realize the world is a sphere 
There's no boxes out here, right? <laughs> and so everything that they learned is gone. And so what do they usually do? They turn to drinking and using drugs and sex. I seen these bitches, okay? They all go through this phase and they and they're just they they are just fatalistic. They don't they're like what am I if I'm not a, per, a, a useful as a person who puts things in boxes, right? They go through their lives and they go through down this dark dark road and if they don't end up hooked on heroin or something or somehow they manage to get functional again, right? They've wasted some of their best years. The only skills they know is Excel spreadsheets. And um, they, they don't have the creativity to, to actually be entrepreneurs or succeed in anything else. So what do they do? HR, okay? HR, because that's the only way you can bullshit your way into being relevant. I've thought about this a lot, okay? And, and, and the problem with them now, because they used to be good. It's fine, be HR, go, go do worksheets and shit and shut the fuck up, right? And we'll pay you because you can't do anything else with your life. You suck, right? But the thing is, is that with the technology that we have, uh, they ha they are now in a position of unprecedented power over other people and influence and behavioral modification through social media, through propaganda and advertising, all the other <laughs> bullshit, right? And then not only that, but they also have control of the companies that they work for, right? They come out of companies. Companies are male-dominated. They come out of companies like Adam's Rib. They come out of companies, right? And then they form the fucking Rib <laughs> HR company and that shit. You know what I'm saying? And then their HR ladies, uh, Eve, right? The corporate Eve of the enterprise culture. And then it's like these bitches have, you know, like this dark fucking person who never had control over anything, right? Now suddenly have control of a whole company, like a little dollhouse, right? And girls <laughs> love dollhouses, right? <laughs> so you see these little bitches just playing with people like they're dolls to her. They don't, she doesn't even think of them as people, right? They're just people <laughs> that need to be maneuvered to, to look whatever, right? To stay relevant. And so they push, they put them through these, these tortures of, of personality tests and social teamwork building exercises and all kinds of other contrivances that are torture and they know it and they're like the inquisition, you know what I mean? So <laughs> that is why I hate HR leaders because they can do that now with the surveillance and big data and all that shit, they're dangerous. I hate them and I think they should die, but not really because they're human. But I'm saying we gotta do something <laughs> about these bitches for real, put them in their place. You know what I'm saying? Okay, thank you. That was that was it. Ding. <laughs> Remember the bell? Yeah. <laughs> we were going to get a bell for whenever she goes on rants like that. This is the sound effect. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was our uh weekly uh rant HR rant. Yeah. I say it every time cuz I'm trying to I'm trying to learn to express it better. Cause it's, I know it's true. That, yeah, that was the most developed. Right. I try. I'm getting there. Uh, this, this is a good place to rant about it. And Clay's so great to talk to. That's why. It's like, you're you're great to talk to. Thank you. Honestly, that's, I can I I feel. Um, most people are too too going about their own shit, so I, I don't want to. That's why I've learned. I've, you know, I'm more of a listener than a like talker. Like. Most people are sitting there thinking about what their next sentence is going to be, so they only hear half of what you're saying. Right. And it's like, no, listen to what the person's saying, and then, you know, you might have more to say from what they said when actually listening to them. Absolutely. Whenever they're done talking. It's like, yeah, you might, yeah. So, it's a rare skill. It's a really good one. That are, yeah. Oh, I mean. <laughs> well, when he's drunk, maybe not. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Do you go on rants? Oh, sometimes. What does he rant about? Good stuff. 
yeah, my my all stuff, of your interests. Yeah, my stories. My yeah, um, ah. and then TV shows that I'm into. I've, I went on. I, I've been going on. Uh, I've been watching The Wire. Binge watching The Wire. So I've been going on a lot of rant, rants about The Wire lately. You gotta say that stuff on here. It's so great. I love The Wire. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We could take turns. <laughs> it's, it's long enough. It's uh, you know I don't have to, I can't go on about eight Charlie's for that long. I Look. Okay. So they, in much. the wire, at one point they take a whole section of the city and they turn it into an open air drug market, and uh, all the crime drops throughout the rest of the city by like fourteen percent, because there's no corners like selling drugs and there's no gang beasts and everything. There is still crime in that open air drug market area a few people get taken hostage and robbed and shit um but honestly an open air drug market area of cities it's not a bad idea i had a feeling you were gonna say that it's not that (laughs) bad of an idea look it's gonna get sold anyway yes if you put it in an area where you can monitor for any homicides and shit Mm, i don't know I, i wouldn't say that i'm not willing to see that project attempted but it kind of has been and and it's ended pretty badly possibly i don't know i didn't look it up (laughs) yeah you should (laughs) well okay portland oregon but here's the thing yeah uh they were copying something from portugal 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 and um portugal's um drug problem uh, just plummeted because they implemented decriminalization and all this other stuff so portland was like we're gonna try that so but the thing is is that they decriminalized but they didn't implement the other side of it which was really robust rehabilitation centers yeah and and actively coming and looking for addicts and helping them um so that the more extreme addiction um was kind of taken care of yeah and so they didn't do that and now portland's a fucking mess yeah we don't we don't with all the decriminalization and shit like all the places that decriminalize weed and all this shit they don't take the extra steps necessary within society to, to fix some of the like you know most of the states in america have decriminalized weed but all those people who are busted just for weed are still in jail right and it's like all right you can go into a dispensary and do something legally that this dude was arrested just a month ago for doing mm-hmm. it's wild yeah so, because yeah. they they don't work in tandem yeah in fact these these uh departments they they vie for money and attention so they never collaborate in a way that's uh, coherent. It's yeah. all over the place, and that's just why you get that kind of shit. Yeah, they just do stuff for show. It's like, oh, yeah, we, we decriminalize stuff. It's like, no, there's multiple steps to this. You can't just, just do the one thing and be like, yeah, we're doing good. It's like, no. Nah. Yeah. You're, you're fucking up on the other end. Listen, we're all on our own right now uh, for the foreseeable future. Everybody just has to do the best they can, take care of each other, look out for each other, uh, and just... And just to figure it out yep. also i don't know if you noticed but this is us talking about sci-fi fantasy uh novel yeah uh carpe jugulum by terry pratchett indeed um which is the uh the reason why we're here yeah so yeah. <laughs> um so yeah. yeah let's get to it uh carpe jugulum <laughs> seize the throat yes as it were it's the uh 23rd book in the discworld series published in 1998 mm. it is uh pastiches oh, what the fuck that's a word I've never heard before. Anyway. It, it's uh, a work of visual art, literature, theater, music, architecture that imitates the style or character of the work of one or more other artists. Okay. 
Thanks, Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, yeah, it does that with the traditions of vampire literature, playing with the mythic archetypes and featuring a tongue-in-cheek reversal of vampire subculture with young vampires who wear bright clothes, drink wine, and stay up until noon. Um, yeah, it was very... Uh, it was like they took Twilight kids and made them like a vampire family trying to take over the world. It was, that was pretty fucking funny. Yeah. The, but the um, the Twilight kids, did they dress in black? Yeah. Did they? Oh, okay. I yeah. guess that's just all of the vampires. Yeah. Do you do, Have you ever gotten into vampire movie media? I uh, I loved Mel Brooks. Um, uh, Which what one? was it? Fuck. No, no, no. That was yeah, Son of Frankenstein. I was going to say Mel Brooks. Um, yeah, but I watched uh, a few of the different, you know, Dracula movies back mm-hmm. in the day. I'm not much of a horror person, but, oh, right. yeah. you know, uh, vampires have always been interesting as shit. Yeah, I, I got really into vampires. But, well, I'm a chick, but obviously it <laughs> happened, you know, I was a teenager. But uh, after witchcraft, then it was vampires. I moved on to that. Nice. And um, probably some latent sexuality thing going on there. But let's not, you know, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I wonder if being into vampires as a teen is just a subconscious um attraction to uh heroin addict what do you think possibly maybe not i mean it's not that far off uh it has a little bit to do with blood and the kind of darkness and yeah yeah i i feel like was it really were vampires kind of sexualized before twilight Mm, yes um actually here's the here's the the trajectory of vampires from what they started as to the sex symbols that they became. Um, the first vampires were grotesque. Uh, they came from uh, lore from different cultures, a lot of Eastern European yeah. ones. And, yeah, Rakshasa and uh, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so the, all of those vampires were uh, just gr- grotesque and, and basically like zombies with fangs. And um, you, they were monsters. Nobody wanted to mess with them in that way nobody saw that and was like i I, I want that between my legs right it was just this is gross we gotta cut its head off and get rid of it um and then movies in the um throughout the 30s all the way actually into the 90s uh still kind of had that uh trope of the the gross disgusting vampire we have to get rid of them they're they may look hot, but that's not their real face. That's, yeah. a, that's a glamour. Really, they are monsters. And that's uh, Fright Night. That's Bordello of Blood uh, from Tales from the Crypt. That is um, even Bram Stoker's Dracula, yeah. which was the one with Gary Oldman and Winona Ryder. Uh, his, it was a glamour, right? He was, he was a hot Gary Oldman guy, and, mm-hmm. but really he was this bat-like gross creature yeah so but she still wanted to fuck him so it just, <laughs> that was that was all on her but then um that started to overlap with another portrayal which was Anne rice's interview with the vampire and then those novels are what started to make them sexy because they pulled it away from it being about your soul being damned to hell and then they it just slowly morphed into this um interesting uh, uh freak of nature really of, of this next stage of evolution this sort of uh, apex predator of to, to, but that preys on humans yeah and 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 it was just more out of curiosity of like what this creature was and and then blood and all that crap and then and then after that it was they were just all lacy velvet black and, and, yeah the, and having sex the that the van helsing you remember that movie right there was Have van helsing yeah yeah that that shit was with uh three women the three female vampires 
we're all like sexual and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They all have breast implants. You <laughs> notice that? All, they all have le- the the vampire ladies in the in the vampire harems. They they are all they all have the same kind of boobies, and they're yeah they're like those pushed up. I don't know if they corset. actually yeah Perfect. yeah the corset that rock hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know either, but they did it, and that's fine. But yeah, they, they, they people just liked that for a while. Yeah, no, it, it's fun. It's it's always fun. I love you know the underworld movies, shit like that. It's yeah, like, hot vampires are fun. Yeah, I don't hate dude. When Scott Speedman became the half werewolf, half vampire, I was like, this guy could get it you know what i'm saying <laughs> that, that's why i don't begrudge men looking at the hot vampire late i'm not i don't think that's weird right because when i saw sky speedman i was like yeah i get it this, this is cool okay uh hi girl for halloween walks by dressed up as a vampire and gene you, you catch gene following her as she walks by following her like well, he, not fought with with the eyes oh i was gonna say because he can keep on fucking following her i'm out you <laughs> 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 go wherever the fuck she goes i'm out of fight go. see you later <laughs> I got I got skills and I got personality. I can I can go out there. Okay, I'll find somebody. Okay. <laughs> I won't always have the looks, but that's why I'm building a good resume of cakes and pies. Yeah, that strawberry the strawberry one was pretty good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I got a meat pie for you. I saved it, so okay, I'm yeah, gonna bring you, it this Sunday. All right. Are you all gonna right. be here? Yes, I'll be here. Okay. All right. You better bring it because you, you <laughs> told me about these meat pies forever. I got one. I set I set it aside for you. So. <laughs> So, um, in Carpe Juggling, Count Magpier. Oh, good. Count Magpier and family. Uh, Magpier or Magpie? Who the hell knows? Magpier, I think. Magpier. P Y R? Yeah. Uh, Count Magpier and family, vampires from Uverwald, are invited in the naming of Magrat and King Varence's daughter to be conducted by the Omnian priest, the quite reverend, mighty, praiseworthy R. Ye who exalteth Om. <laughs> God damn, I hate these names sometimes. Yeah. It's he's kind of a dick. He's also <laughs> he's also just called uh, mightily oats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he he's pretty cool. I love his arc, like how he goes from being like a sniveling coward to actually like kind of mm-hmm. believing a little bit more in his god, but also more in himself. Yeah. Well, more in axes and chopping people's yeah. heads off. Yeah. Turns an axe into a holy symbol. That was pretty cool. Very nice. Um, a recent graduate from theological college. Uh, during the party after the ceremony, Varence tells Nanny Og and Agnes Nitt that the Count has informed him that the Magpier family intend to move into Lanker Castle and take over. Uh, yeah, the Agnes Nitt has come back, and she's actually, like, kind of... She has the second um, personality, mm-hmm. uh, Perdita, and she's actually, like, letting Perdita do stuff, like... Mm-hmm kind of accepting the fact that she has two personalities and this is a just a thing now so we have just a, a a working schizophrenic in the group yeah she's schizophrenic but then you're a witch so it makes it uh, you're a magical schizophrenic yeah exactly yeah uh, and uh nanny Og's doing the nanny Og thing but then yeah they they uh the whole town of lanker kind of gets uh hypnotized by the vampires mm-hmm. so uh, that it, it gets it's a kind of a different kind of hypnotism from the uh, elves that last time, huh? Yeah, yeah. This one's more of a it, it, like a glamour, like, mm-hmm. like you, you were saying before. Due to a type of hypnotism, everyone seems to consider their plan to be perfectly acceptable. Only the youngest witch, Agnes, and mightily Oates seem to be able to resist the vampiric mind control due to their being in two minds about everything. 
resulting from her Perdita persona and his contemplation of the tenets of the myriad schismatic sects of Omnium. Omnium. Yeah, omnianism. Mm-hmm. God, some of these words. <laughs> so being of two minds about things yeah. makes you resistant to the vampire hypnotism. Got it. Um, because of her ability to resist his influence, the Magpier's son, Vlad, is attracted to Agnes and makes many advances on her, including trying to convince her to become a vampire. I'm wondering, this was written in 1998. When was the first Twilight book done? This isn't based on, I bet this is based on um, Anne Rice novels or something. Is there one where, like, the vampire can't really read the mind, so there's an attraction? Like, is there an earlier version of that? Because that's basically what Twilight is. The the main main dude in Twilight, he, he's a vampire. He can't no. read, like, Bella's mind and shit, so he gets interested in her. The first one came out in 2008. Okay, then this, never and they, they got that from Anne Rice, trust me, because okay. I was really very into vampire novels but right, it, right. it so that's what i'm asking is that was there one where a male like couldn't read a female of like a male vampire can't read a female human's mind and yeah. so it gets really okay. for whatever various reasons various woo-woo reasons there okay they're a witch or whatever the crap but also i think for Anne rice novels if um if you um once you make somebody a vampire you can't read their mind anymore so there was that yeah. quirk that became the plot device for a lot of drama. And, yeah. So I think vampires have always been able to read minds. That's a thing. Cool. Um, and meanwhile, the castle falconer, Hodsharg, goes out searching for a phoenix after discovering a <laughs> phoenix feather. Say that name again. Hodsharg. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. It's a... Uh, I'm sure his name's like Hodger or something, but it's Arg at the end because he always gets bit by his falcons. Oh, I see. So any, yeah. I totally didn't catch that. Yeah. Okay. Anytime anyone, you know, uh, he goes to say his name, he's just saying Arg at the end of it because he's getting bit by one of his birds. Hmm. Um, and yeah, there's a phoenix in the book. It it, it looks like a fucking just a normal hawk, woe hawk. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, phoenix uh, was pretty cool. Yeah. Developing the Phoenix uh, archetype. Meanwhile, Granny Weatherwax, feeling slighted by not receiving an invitation to the ceremony, has left her cottage empty and seems to be working towards a life in a cave, almost like a hermit. After they have left the hypnotic influence of the vampires, Agnes, Naniog, and Magrat attempt to convince her to help them save Lanker, but apparently without success, even after Granny is informed that her gift-edged... I- Guilt-edged invitation was stolen by a magpie. Yeah, she got all but hurt because she thought she wasn't invited, even though she was not only invited, she was going to be the baby's godmother. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the baby's named after her. Right. Yeah. Just um, in general, her character is, is um, somebody who always tries to hide how sensitive they really are. Mm-hmm. But she's also that kind of character that um, never wants to do anything, and everyone keeps coming to her cottage to get her well no she wants to, to she, she, unleash her power to save them like kind of like an arnold schwarzenegger but for witches she wants to do stuff like she she whenever the book first starts off uh the woman comes through uh or the guy comes through and brings her to the place where the baby uh the woman got kicked by the cow mm-hmm. the pregnant woman got kicked by the cow and honestly yeah granny's one of the most powerful characters she deals with death like she mm-hmm. she does has multiple deals with death in the last few books where she's just like, no, you're not taking this person. 
Yeah. And shit, where she just, like, tells death to go fuck himself. Right. You know? Uh, mm-hmm. So it's like, she, she enjoy. I feel like she enjoys that, but I feel like she just got hurt so much by thinking she wasn't invited that she she was afraid that she was going to go to a dark place, so she decided to go into the cave and just be like, I'm, I'm not going to be Black Alice. I'm just going to live here from now on. Right. In the gnarly, the gnarly ground, that place where they went. Yeah, where the ground is scrunched up magically. Yeah. Or something like that. Hey, I saw a video about a uh, baby who got kicked in the head by, by a cow on YouTube. Shit. And uh, it, I, that's all I get now. Now I just get retarded babies. That's it. <laughs> you, click, you click on it once, and that's that's all you got. I got shaken babies. I got gays, babies that got kicked by cows. I got all kinds of babies that fell that, you know, on various things in a cactus or something out the window. Yeah. The, uh, man, the algorithm's so weird. I, I was looking up stuff about the murder hornets because I was thinking about that during pandemic we had murder hornets mm-hmm. and then i all of a sudden i just started getting video there was a video that popped up of uh this like eight-year-old kid who got stung by five or four hundred bees mm-hmm. and survived mm-hmm. and i'm like i don't, I don't want to just have bee and hornet videos now i'm i just was looking up one thing <laughs> right yeah then that's it can i go back to looking at comedy videos <laughs> yeah and now that you said that near my phone, I'm probably going to get I'm, I'm going to get retarded babies who got retarded because of murder hornets is probably going to be the next uh, thing item. In well, the... well, send those to me because that's interesting to me. <laughs> is it? <laughs> it's interesting to everybody. Those <laughs> things have millions of views. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> Fucked up babies is very popular. <laughs> very popular. Um, so the three witches return to Lanker to take on the count and his family without her. But because the Magpier family have built up a tolerance for the normal methods of defeating a vampire, such as garlic, bright light, and religious symbols, this is not so easily done. Just when it seems all is lost, Granny Weatherwax comes through the front door, soaked to the bone and swaying with exhaustion. Nanny Og and Magrat use Granny's assault upon the Count as a distraction to escape, leaving Granny, Agnes, and Brother Oates with the vampires. Granny is unable to get through the Count's mental defenses, and the Magpiers feed on her with the intention of transforming her into a vampire. Nanny attempts to organize resistance against the Magpiers, rallying her extended family to form a mob and promising the Nakmak Fiegel, a race of six-inch-high blue-skinned militant fairy folk evicted from Uberwald by the Magpiers as an outdated race, an un- uninhabited island in exchange for an alliance against the Magpiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Nakmak Fiegel people, uh, clearly those are Scottish people. Yeah. That's what he's little, making fun of. Tiny little, Scots. Little Scottish Smurfs with swords and yeah. who like to drink and carry away cows. Yeah, they're, and I love Scott. I I like any depiction of Scottish people. They're 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 my they're I think they're probably my favorite people. They are that so it, they got a lot of culture history, mm-hmm. but the accent is, is hilarious and uh, you, the reputation you, is really funny. Also, how much of what they said were you actually able to uh, like? Actually, I picked together. up a little. Well, because I read, I read a, a, a Robert Burns' complete uh, poet poetry. Okay. <laughs> so I picked up on Scottish English, so I kind of, I, I get it. I, I kind of picked up what they were saying. Okay. You know? Yeah. It's, it's like your dis packing away. And I'm like, all right. And then just drinking <laughs> liquor. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. They in the next one, uh, next which one? Actually, called the We Free Men. It's about the Nack Mac Fiegel with Tiffany Aching. I told you about. Great. It's, they're so much fun, like, whenever you really get into them. But, yeah, they, they in this one, I, I didn't read this one, so I didn't know they came in so, so hard in this one. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that, they were super fun. Um, 
Yeah, they're they obviously ke- like Celtic mm-hmm. inspired because they, they're all they paint themselves in blue. Yeah. Red, they're redheaded. Drink a stupid amount. Yeah, they drink. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, uh, I love how at one point, whenever they were trying to figure out what to use against them, they're like, "Oh, what about like you know, since we use garlic against vampires, why don't we use like shallots or any like." They're going through stuff that's related to garlic, mm-hmm. and that that apparently that was tried in uh, I Am Legend. Mm-hmm. The the guy at one point started experimenting with shallots and st- stuff, trying to kill the vampires. Oh, really? That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> that's the Will Smith movie, right? Yeah, but about? the book was written like 1950. Oh, I see. Hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, Igor the servant. Oh yeah, Igor's back. This mm-hmm. this new Igor. Uh, Igor, the servant of the Magpiers, is hated by the Magpiers for his traditionalist, more gothic-than-thou attitude. As Igor tries to keep the traditionalist mm-hmm. ways alive, often against the wishes of the modern current Count Magpier, including forcing spiders to spin cobwebs. Igor has a pet dog named Scraps, Scraps, made from the parts of several dogs. I love Scraps. He he literally beats, wags people to death. Like, he mm-hmm. bites them, takes them down, and then has two tails that he wags people to death with. Yeah. Or drowns them in slobber. People love dogs. It, it doesn't matter. If it's a zombie dog, it, it's just, it's a dog. Frankenstein dog's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I Frankenstein would, dog. Um, I would adopt that dog. <laughs> yeah. Tim, Tim Burton actually had um, a short film that he made before he hit it big. And it was called Frankenstein, or Frankenweenie. And it was yeah, about a, a Frankenstein I'd heard dog. Of Frank and Wiener, or yeah, it's Frank good. And it's pretty good. Hmm, I need to watch that. I, I figured, and that's probably like, uh, what's the zero zero from? Uh, right. Nine yeah, zero is definitely probably inspired by yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So they're pretty good. Yeah, zombie dogs are great. They always like to put dogs in stories too, because at the critical moment, then they just kill them, and then uh, and then you feel it, it makes you feel. That is a thing bad. that nowadays there's group of people like doug benson's one of them he says he'll he'll never go watch him if if there's a dog in a movie and it dies he won't go see the movie no really well if there's a dog in the movie he's probably gonna die that's the thing like lately they've been making they've been making a lot of dog movies that new one uh strays Mm -hmm. that apparently none of them like die there's no like (laughs) dog death because they're like we we don't want to scare away the people who don't want to see dogs well, die it's just that they overdo it once they figure out that it's an effective plot device to yeah. kill a dog let they kill dogs and cats yeah. they kill cats usually the villain will kill the cat in the beginning but that's just to to show how bad he is yeah. he's so bad he killed a cat but nobody gives a fuck about cats which is why they don't build up to it it's just like throw the cat into the vat of acid let's move on right but then dogs, they like to let the dog run around and lick and, and paw at people so that you have an emotional connection. Then they kill the dog. They, they, that's, those are the two ways they killed cats and dogs in movies for yeah. a long time. But every time they figure out a plot device like that, they just they go to town on it because they know they can make money off of it. And, and then it's just like, like, like when they would kill black people in horror movies. Right, it was a, it, right, and that was an, that was by accident, and I don't even know who was was enjoying black people getting killed in horror movies in the beginning. Right, they they were you like really the, don't know they were like the cats. <laughs> no, accident. yeah, by accident, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they would they would all get they'd be the first ones to die, and they were like cats. They were like the cats, yeah. right? And then instead of cat, black people now they use cats to cats. I mean, I feel like they're flipping it now. You know, John Wick started with killing a dog. That was kind of the whole point. Yeah. You know, so I feel like they're starting to flip it and 
try different stuff and then now now like i said they're at a point where they're like let's not even kill any of the dogs or cats let's <laughs> let's not gratuitous gratuitously kill animals for people's <laughs> entertainment right yeah so anyway um but, yeah so i'm glad they change it they're changing it a little yeah let's, let's have the dog live still yeah. um nanny og magrat and magrat's infant daughter esmeralda M- margaret note spelling of lanker Escape with the help of the rebelling Igor, who appears to have a crush on Nanny, but are forced to detour to... Oh, yeah, that was funny whenever he was insinuating that he sewed on a second penis. And then yeah. <laughs> he liked her specifically because she was going to kick his ass. Yeah. So he, like, the more she threatened to, to dismember him, yeah. <laughs> the harder he got. It's nice. Um, I guess he's a sub and she is a dom. Yeah, for sh- oh, for current, sure he's a sub. He's current definitions he's of Igor relationships. He, he's a servant, like a ult- the ultimate servant. Of yeah. course he's a sub. Yeah. <laughs> I like how all relationships now got redefined through porn categories. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you notice that it's that that's porn creep. Por- porn has creeped into the culture so much that that's how we that's we're like oh you're a sub you're before. Like she's a dom, he's a sub. Before, it'd be like she's a bitch, he's a pussy, right? And yeah. now, and now it's like <laughs> now they're just classifying it. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, Igor appears to have a crush on Nanny, but are forced to de- detour to Uberwald and end up in Magpier's in the Magpier's castle. Agnes is kidnapped by the Magpier's son and their clan, who give chase by flying. After being taken to the village of Escrow where the Magpiers have established a means of feeding similar to tax gathering, Agnes instigates a rebellion against the vampires. Um, and yeah, that, that, like, they're basically taxing for blood at a place called escrow. I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know where else escrow could come from besides, like, finances and shit, so I'm pretty sure that's a play on something. I don't know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I have heard that word before. I'm too dumb to know what exactly. that means. Exactly. I'm like, so I, I know, know it has something from. to do with taxes or finances. A neutral party, in. Okay. okay. So uh, uh, this city, I guess, could be thought of as like a, a median for blood transfer between citizens. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, like blood escrow. Edna. Like a blood bank. Cool. Blood. Yeah, basically. That's what this author does. He just kind of ins- inserts, I think, all of the, his pet peeves about banking, <laughs> paying taxes. And they work. made fun of hedge funds in this one. Yeah, they made fun of hedge fund insurance. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, he just funnels it all through. Yeah, slightly, like, witty British humor. What? I got some animosity towards it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. And, and he and he, uh, he expresses it, I guess, through creatively, which is yeah. which is good. Yeah, uh, silly yeah. witticisms and Warn stuff. Warn the youth, that's what I say. <laughs> Make something up like zombie dogs to get the kids to read it. Uh, Granny Weatherwax struggles against the vampirism inside her and thrusts the pain this causes into the iron of the Castle Forge's anvil. She is only able to defeat the vampirism after she looks inside herself and faces the darker side of her nature. But the struggle leaves her barely able to stand, let alone defeat the Count. Granny also surmises that there was a phoenix in the in the muse the entire time Hodgeharg was out searching for one, having taken the shape of a hawk, having hatched amongst them. Uh, yeah, she goes to the dark sands with, where death is and has to either choose to walk towards the light, which is just death, or mm-hmm. stay in the dark, deal with the pain. This is totally like when I took DMT. 
exactly what happened to me nice you saw death yeah (laughs) on the beach of the sand turned to skulls i told you about this and then it was like death was in the horizon and and it was just like ding and like bells going through the and then i heard something's going coward (laughs) coward and i was like oh my god they're right i am a fucking coward (laughs) right and so, have you ever faced your own darkness? No, uh, I I told you I tried, you know, the ten hits of DMT and didn't no visuals or nothing. I've I've never gone that, like, I've had visuals on acid shrooms before. Uh, farthest I went um, one time whenever I did shrooms, we went and lay out in a field, and I had like I, it's I don't remember the visuals exactly, but it was something about aliens to the point where after I came out of it, I had like this. Uh, conspiracy theory about how uh <laughs> golf courses are uh defense uh like homeland defense projects to keep aliens away there's giant cannons <laughs> under the ground that shoot out through the golf holes that's the greatest thing i've ever heard <laughs> dude that would it would it would validate all golf courses all of a sudden you would be okay with no i hated golf courses that's what i'm saying I, but like if uh, they're defending us against aliens not defending just keeping aliens away so we don't get to meet them Oh, like in a bad way. In a horrible way. That's hilarious. That's even funnier, actually. I hated golf courses after that. Like, I I still hate (laughs) golf. Golf is the most boring fucking sport ever. But after that day, I'm like, not only is it boring, they're fighting off, like, they're they're shooting at aliens to keep them away so we don't learn the truth. That is hilarious. That is is totally (laughs) not the reason people hate golf courses ever, (laughs) ever, ever, ever. Yeah. Somebody would be like, yeah, fuck golf courses, right? Rich people? You'd be like, no, aliens. (laughs) Like, oh, what? They have cannons in the ground, all right? (laughs) That's great. You'd be a fun, crazy person. (laughs) It's good. It's good. It's good to know. I would be. Yeah. Oh well. I guess I don't know. Well, you're holding it together pretty well, buddy. Of course. Doing a good job. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. While McGrath and her daughter hide in Igor's dungeon quarters, Nanny and Igor begin fighting against the Magpiers, using the considerable stock of holy water and other religious symbols that were originally collected by old Count Magpier, who is described as having been a sportsman. Yeah. He he has a whole fucking like cellar full of holy water from different countries and shit i think that's a hilarious like a wine cellar but with holy water yeah uh surprisingly for the magpier family at least the old-fashioned ways to defeat vampires that they thought themselves protected against start to work again with conditioning against religious symbols resulting in the recognition of such in any random pattern they don't understand that the pro- what the problem is although they start to ha- have bizarre cravings for hot sweet strong tea and biscuits a combination that has them feeling quite upset, it not being their usual craving for blood. Right. That's Granny uh, Weatherwax. She's in their heads. Yeah. She loves tea and biscuits. Yeah. She, British people love tea and biscuits. They, they love to tell everybody all the time, <laughs> and that's what's happening here. Yeah. They they tried sucking her blood, so she's in them. So she's like slowly controlling them and making them revert back to their old ways of uh, being harmed by garlic and all this shit. And, mm-hmm. Making them want tea and biscuits. Yeah. Magic is like kid rules, basically. If you have the imagination to turn everything around and and be on top, then you win. Yeah, the imagination and then the willpower to see it through. Yeah, basically. Well, it's like uh, when you do uh, rock, paper, scissors. And then the other kid goes, what about bomb? And then they just insert there's yeah. like a new, no, I chose bomb. And it's actually, it's going to blow you up. And then you have yeah. to be like, 
motherfucker. Rock, paper, right? scissors, bomb, cockroach. Right. Got yeah. <laughs> Cockroaches survive bombs, and then it just goes <laughs> off. And that's basically magic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All is revealed when Granny, who has helped mighty, mightily Oats to Ubervald by being carried by him, tells them that far from turning her into a vampire, they have instead been weatherwaxed. She had magically borrowed her own blood, which they drank, allowing her pat her past their mental defenses. The Magpiers find themselves unable to harm Magrat's daughter or do anything else that Granny herself is unable to do, e.g. fly. Uh, they are even more horrified when they find out that Igor has reawakened the old Count Magpier, having gone into his crypt and spilled a drop of blood on the old Count's cremated ashes, and that the people of Uberwald would prefer the old Count to their new, modern type of vampirism. Oates gives the new Count a mortal wound across the neck with an axe, though for vampires, mortal wounds aren't necessarily the end, and the old Count is left to teach the two young magpiers, Lacrimosa and Vlad, the old ways. The three vampires are last seen turning into a flock of magpies and disappearing into the darkness of the castle ah, roof. Ah, ah, <laughs> it's magpies. I don't know what they sound like. Okay. I didn't even, like, I'd only heard, a, like, the word magpie as a bird once before reading this book. Yeah. I didn't even know what the fuck they were. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was a kind of pie. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was like a bird pie. (laughs) Mm, Bird pie. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The novel ends with Nanny organizing her relatives to attend a sermon by Oates as he plans to travel to Uberwald, continue his missionary work before he leaves. before he leaves, King Varence presents him with an axe-shaped pendant, replacing his Omnian turtle pendant, which he lost earlier, and Agnes presents him with a poultice for his facial boil. Yeah. Um, I did. I did quite enjoy the, the yeah the arc of while Mildly Oates is carry, helping Granny Weatherwax, like not only him becoming more of a man, like more sure of himself, but also her realize like whenever he burnt his holy book. Uh, mm-hmm. to to keep her from, like, dying of cold. Mm-hmm. You know, like, her seeing, like, okay, he's not that bad. You know, he, he's willing yeah. to give up his sacred text to, to keep me alive. Right. You know, yeah, he just shows. That was pretty cool. Right. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a clever way to show his integrity yeah. and how far it actually, or how deep it goes, how yeah. deeply ingrained it is within his character. Is uh, he's, he has, he's a person of a lot of integrity um, that goes even beyond his own religion yeah so really cool and plus he likes chopping heads off with axes yeah which somehow has to also do with integrity in this <laughs> within this context well of chopping heads off of vampires I yes mean, they're, it's evil yeah hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah and I, I also love that basically granny has an army at any point in time with her whole family she could just raise an army of augs <laughs> yeah. yeah she basically put up a, she, she birthed a mob yeah <laughs> it was great i was watching a, a video last night of um it's one of those i got my algorithms is all over the place youtube <laughs> fucking crazy so this one was uh this woman can't stop having babies so it's just a 45 minute video two women just on their 15th and 16th babies and and it was the creepiest they're just they're like pregnant both of them and they're like so well you think you're gonna have another one and it's like what the fuck you're about to split in half you're just, you're like a water balloon at this point right <laughs> and and they're just like yeah i'm gonna have another baby we're catholic it's like okay i don't know that's that that's weird like 
actually, my family, the one certain side of my family, there was like, there's a few family rules. They're like actually like written down in, a, in in our family lineage book or whatever the fuck. Uh, one of them is all male foremans have to be named Lee. Um, another one is uh, everyone should have four kids. No more, no less. Uh, at least four kids. Mm, yeah. Hey. That, and you know, so that's that's been like a rule. Like you know, it's me and three three two brothers, one sister. Um, my dad was uh, one of four kids. Like it's. For some reason, people like to. What are you trying to make a wizard school, or something? The old school religious like people they they have like these serious rules of like, oh yeah, we need to make more kids. We need to have like a shit ton of kids, mm-hmm. and it's like, cool, kind of. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're up for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. I don't, I'm not like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, I'm Hispanic. I would be the biggest hypocrite in the world if, I, as a Latina, I'm like, they should not be having so many kids, you know? It's like, <laughs> oh my God. But, uh, so I get it. It's it's kind of a, it's 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 a, a, a network. It doesn't make sense if you just look at the one family unit. You're like, what are you doing? You yeah. can't afford it. But if you look at the whole concept of kith and kin, right, which I think, and also it's a Catholic really really and catholics are really always have been irish people used to have the same reputation Lat- latinos have it's catholic you're just catholic I, I and i get that you know like i'm the only one in my family to ever move away from south louisiana so all all my family's there they all help each other out and so i get that part of like yeah the more family then later it's better for everybody because they have aunts and uncles to help with the kids and shit like that and it's like i do get that but it also i also i'm the one who moved away so i'm like yeah, but you don't need that. Like, yeah, well, you you could just do you and have one kid <laughs> and then have a career and not have to have to rely on support. Listen, not everybody wants a career, Clay. <laughs> you did this last time. You said the same thing with uh, how everybody should travel. Most people, they they're they're cool. They they want they they like it. They want to have a family. They want to stay where they are, yeah. and it, it's comfortable. And and they are. It's okay to be the average yeah, yeah it's okay it's that is it's not only okay we need it that's we can't all be flying around by the seat of our pants trying to be comedians right or or or, or writers or whatever the hell right you, yeah. we need the the people in the midwest they go there they shit their kids out they all got you know what i mean and they all look the same they all got the they all got birthing hips right you know the people in the midwest they got even the guys kind of have kind of like a thing going on <laughs> like they're all very like nurturing and and they are good for that they yeah. should do it yeah and stay there stay there <laughs> and then we will do drugs in new york austin and california and florida then that's and that's it works out fine there's there's a place here for everybody <laughs> it's very good yeah yeah yeah, yeah, they, they stay right over there. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of funnel them in the middle. Like, you stay right over there, you guy. You go. <laughs> Get you guys. Just play uh, laser tag. Shut up. And that's fine. We all work. All right. Well, that was uh, that was it. Yep, yep. We did this. Yeah. Um, apologize if I went a little long on the HRLA rant. Always fun. That, it, that's always a great little aspect. It's a passion project <laughs> to bitch about HR ladies at the moment. So You're getting it down. Yeah, yeah. I will. I'll get it down. I'm trying on stage when, I'm, when I feel ready. I hate, I hate them. So it's going to happen. So anyway, yeah. I'm glad uh, we did this. And thanks for joining me once more. Yep, thank you. Until next um, time. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody. This is Turtle Reads. Yes, it is. Goodbye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.